Welcome, and thank you for stopping by Biker Church, Wiley, Texas. Let's go on in and see what J.R. Franklin has to teach us today. Good morning. Woo, got a house full, don't we? <laughs> got some new face, got some old faces that are new faces. How y'all doing? It's good to see y'all. Got some old, some old people back. Welcome back. It's kind of neat to see all y'all here this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I ask you to bless this service this morning. Watch over us as we go through it. Allow the Holy Spirit to come and dwell with us this morning. Father, just if there's anybody in this place today, anywhere, that does not have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, before they leave here today, we pray and humbly ask that they receive the Word of God this morning and that they turn their lives over to Christ. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo. Been a long week, hasn't it? <laughs> For some of us, it's been longer. But you know what? God's still in charge. He's still got a hold on this place. He's still got a hold on us. And we're not suffering one bit, are we? We may be a little discouraged. We may be a little down. We may be a little out. But I promise you all one thing. Not a single one of you in this room felt the pain of the cross. He had a bad week that week, didn't he? He was betrayed by his friends. He was beaten by enemies. He was hung on a cross. He lost his life and put into a tomb. And I'm going to stop right there for a minute. Because that's going to get into my sermon. I'll get started and I won't stop. And y'all get really mad at me. But you know what, guys? We can celebrate today because of what he did. It's because of what he did that we still have a right and the freedom to come into this place and worship God. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be here. We would not have the rights to do the things that we do. But you know what? I'm not going to get into all that right now because we got too much to do this morning. But anyway, let's get back to the music. Uh, after we do the offering prayer, we'll get back to the praise and worship side of this thing and get it done, folks. Let's have a Set a blessed Easter Sunday service. Y'all want to? Amen. Then if you want to really have a blessed service, you have to do something that we've been preaching on for God, two months, three months now. Participate. Participate. And in this case, that means sing. All right? Sing. Yeah. Tim, you've been out for a while. And I don't want to see you go out again, okay? <laughs> Leave the woman alone. Let's go to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this time. Father, I ask that you bless this offering that we're about to take up. Father, you know what needs to be done. You know what we need to make, the, make this happen. Father, we just ask that you put a burden in the hearts of the ones that don't tithe and bless the ones that do. Father, we ask these things in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Drop that beat, pass them plates. Let's get on with it. Mm -hmm. 
Father God, I ask that you bless the reading of your word this morning, that you open their ears that they may hear and the eyes that they may see. Father, again, if there's one person in the sound of my voice anywhere that does not know you as Lord and Savior, let this day be the day that their heart is softened and that the Holy Spirit can move in them and draw them to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thinking about Easter Sunday service, it's been done a thousand different ways, right? There's how many of y'all, some of y'all's had more Easter Sundays than others, okay? So we're not going to get into that. But it's been a long, along the way, the theme is still the same. The theme is still the same, and it's the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Reality to it. Oh, that was really cute, wasn't it? Huh? Going through puberty at my young age. I'm so young that, you know. <laughs> okay, Charlie, go to your, go to your seat. <laughs> go sit in your chair, Charlie. <laughs> God, help me, Jesus. I need you this morning. But I want to talk to you all this morning about what is the resurrection really about? What does it really represent? What does it really do 
for the Christian community. I mean, isn't that something that kind of resonates in your heart a little bit? I mean, Christ died on the cross, there's no doubt. He was placed in the tomb, and that's no doubt either. But how important was the actual resurrection? You know, he died on the cross for our sins. We all acknowledge that, right? He died, he was on the beating post for our sicknesses and our health and our well-being, right? But what is the significance of him being raised from the dead? Well, okay, all those answers are correct. Everybody's got the right answers. So what is the purpose of the resurrection? I believe without a shadow of a doubt that the resurrection is one simple statement. God wins. God wins. He took something that was meant to be a final finality, a final step in life. Dying is the end, right? I mean, ain't that what we've all heard all of our lives? Dying is the end of it? Well, for those who believe, the ones that are lost, death is the end. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you're look Okay, voice. If you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, your death in your flesh is the end of the game. There's no coming back from it. Death is final. Death has a sting not only for the person that died, but that sting also affects everybody around you. Mark your handiest pockets on the shirt, dude. Excuse me a second. So let's just get into the scripture and see what the Bible says. Y'all ready? Chapter 28 of Matthew says in verse 1, Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and her other Mary went out to see the tomb. Suddenly there was an earthquake, because an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Ooh, could y'all imagine that? Here's these guards that's been posted there to guard this tomb to keep people from coming and stealing his body, and all of a sudden, the earth started shaking, and the stones started going and rolled out of the way. And then sitting on top of that stone is this magnificent creature, white as snow, bright and shining, and they're going, and they pass out. Can you imagine that? Could you imagine seeing that for the first time? Okay, I'm getting five different signals here. I'm getting... Take it away, put it back. Take it away. Okay. I'm confused. 
I don't know about you, but I can say this for me. If I actually saw that happen, I'd have probably fainted too. Because it's not ever done, it's never been done before. I've never seen anything like that. Have you? Have you ever been in a place where all of a sudden everything that you know is reality starts fading away? Ooh, I'm going somewhere, ain't I? Y'all ready for this ride? You see, they saw something that they'd never seen before. You know what they saw? God's power. God's true power. It just exploded right in front of their face, and they didn't know what to do. These guys were trained to guard stuff and to watch things and to be, be observant to what's going on. And now, all of a sudden, this tomb that contained the Jesus that they crucified, they knew he was dead. But the earth shook and the rock moved, and here's this brilliant angel sitting at the tomb. It would have scared me. But how many of y'all in your lifetime has faced something similar to that, maybe not to that grand degree, but how many of y'all received a calling from the Holy Spirit like that? Mine was, mine was kind of ugly. I'm going to tell you that right now. With your head facing into the toilet, that's a pretty ugly place. But God showed up. And not only did he show up, he showed off. He showed off. He showed a dirty old dirty biker with an outlaw attitude, with a drug addiction and an alcohol addiction. He showed that dirty biker how to change his life and how to become a child of God simply by coming into the reality that Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ. If you don't know that today, you don't know nothing. Because Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of all people. Does he care what country you come from? Does he care what color your skin is? Does he care about any of that? It's all reality is he died for every one of us. The dirty old bikers and the goody-goody tissue people that never did anything wrong in their life. Mm. Think about that one. Everybody. When the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory, is he talking about just one type of people? Is he talking about the bikers? Is he talking about the skateboard riders? Is he talking about this one or that one? He's talking about all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. How does he know we all sin and come short of the glory of God? He's the creator, and he cursed us all in the beginning, didn't he? In the garden, everyone was cursed. I'm not going to argue with y'all, and I'm not going to debate with you when we accept what time of our life we should accept Christ. I don't know what the age is that limits that, but I think of it like this. When you know that you know that he's the Lord and Savior, that's the right time. 
Now, it can be from 8 to 80, cross-eyed, bow-legged, crazy. It don't matter. When you accept Christ, you accept Christ. You thought it was going somewhere else, didn't you? <laughs> but listen, guys, reality is that tomb was opened for all of us. That resurrection was the first of the resurrections. That was the first time God's power to raise the dead really got blown up. He showed it a couple of times in, the, in his early life, didn't he? He showed that it could be done. But those resurrections then did not have the same impact, did they? Why not? Why didn't they? Well, let's go back and investigate. Lazarus was called out of the tomb. What happened that day, according to the Word of God? Many fell in love with Christ that day. Many become followers of Christ that day. And that was just a regular old man that got raised from the dead. Isn't that kind of cool? What about the, the boy that was in the mother that lost her child that had nobody to take care of her? That was a pretty cool resurrection. Important, because in that day and time, if that mother didn't have that child to take care of her, where would she be? She'd be out on the road, wouldn't she? So those were important resurrections. But were they the resurrection that held the same candle as Christ's resurrection? You see, Christ was resurrected for the biggest reason of all times, for all of us. He died on the cross for us. We all know that, right? We can accept that. But can we accept the fact that he rose to show us that God's word is truth? I mean, how much more truth can there be? He was dead, and now he's alive. Let me say that again, because that didn't, that didn't resonate with y'all. He was dead, but now he's alive. Now he is alive. He's still alive today, isn't he? And he's going to be alive from now on, isn't he? So what does that tell us? That when we die on this earth and our flesh goes to the grave, we still live. And we will live forever in the kingdom of God. There is no death after that. There is no pain after that. There's no suffering after that. There's no sickness. No sorrow. How important is that to you today? How important is that to you today? Do you have a do you have a relationship with Christ that will bring you to a place where that will take place for you? Because see, I don't care. I've said this too many times. I'm not going to say it again. Yeah, I am. I don't care what Oprah Winfrey says. I don't care what Tom Cruise says. I don't care what these theologians say. There's only one way to heaven. And that's through the blood of Christ. The Passover with the blood of the Lamb above the doors. Let me tell you something. You want death to pass you over? You better put some blood above your door. You better put some stuff above that heart. You better put some blood on your body. You better get some love into Jesus Christ. And you better accept who He is because there is no second chance. From what I read and what I understand, 
There's one coming. And when he comes, he's going to pass over. And if you're a child of God, you're going to be raised up into the heavens. If you've got the blood of Jesus in your heart, you're a child of God, you're going to be raised up into the heavens. If you don't have the blood of Jesus, you ain't never accepted Christ. You've denied him. He's going to treat you like bad grass. He's going to pile you up and burn you down. That's what it is. People may not like that. People may not want to hear that. But that's what's going to happen. Christ is coming. All the things that Christ said he was going to do, he's done. Every one of them, right? So why would we think for a minute that the last thing he said he was going to do won't happen? He said he was going to destroy the temple in three days, resurrect it. He did. Now, those crazy people back then didn't understand what he was talking about. Hindsight, we know what he was talking about. He destroyed the temple and he rose it on the third day, didn't he? Can y'all say amen to that? Thank God. That's important, isn't it? Because without his resurrection, we would have no hope. Come on. If there was not a resurrection recorded and it never happened, what hope would we have? None. Our hope and our faith come our faith comes from hearing of the word. But where does hope come from? Seeing it done before. It was done once, it can be done again, can't it? I'm not scared of death. I know that sounds crazy, right? I'm not scared of death. What I'm scared of is dying before my work is done. Dying before my time is done. Dying before some of my friends receive the message of Christ. I didn't say hear it. I said receive it. You see, we can hear it. We've heard it all of our lives, haven't we? All of us. Everybody in this room has heard the story of Christ. Every Easter... For 2,000 years. But have you really received it? Have you really took it into your life and applied it to you? The Word of God is no good unless you use it. The resurrection is no good unless you use it. The death on the cross is no good unless you tap into it and use it. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You've got to apply this stuff to your life. I mean, we all know the rules, right? We all can read the Bible, right? But you know those prayers that I pray every time I open a service is, open their eyes that they may see, and open their ears that they may hear. Why is that so important? The tomb opened. The guards saw with their eyes what was going on. Do you think it changed those guys' life forever? I think it did. I think it would, it would change a lot of people's eyes if they could actually see that, that earth shake and that stone roll away and that tomb be empty. I think it would change some people, don't you? 
if you could actually see that picture, how great, how much power would it have? Then the angel spoke to the woman. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't there. He isn't there. Let me say that again. He isn't there. He's not in that tomb, is he? Oh, praise God. He was raised from the dead just as he said would happen. Come and see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead and he is going ahead to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember, I have told you. Remember, I have told you. Has he done what he said he was going to do? Did the grave hold him? Did death defeat him? He's Jesus. The woman, the woman ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to find the disciples to give them the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm doing what God told me. I'm doing what the angel told me to do. And I'm going in with some quickness to get where I need to be. And all of a sudden, Jesus himself met me on the way. He stopped him. They stopped running, didn't they? They stopped praising. They stopped doing what they were doing. And all of a sudden, they're standing face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ that had died on the cross, was buried in the grave, and was alive and walking around saying, I am a man that I said I was. I am the Lord Jesus Christ. Y'all want some more scripture? Too bad. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy, and they rushed to find the disciples, give them the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. And they ran to him, held, held his feet, and worshipped him. And Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Listen, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. I'm not going to Galilee. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to see Jesus standing at the gates. But I tell you this, and I tell you again and again and again. He said, go and tell my brothers. Go tell my people. Go tell the world that I am resurrected and that I am going to Galilee, and you can meet me there. Woo! Let me tell you something. It didn't stop at Galilee. He didn't stop at Procranus. He didn't stop at the hill. He went on to heaven, and he's building a place for us. And he said, tell my brothers and sisters that they can meet me there. Get ready for the trip, folks. Get ready for the trip. Because one thing we've learned about reading about this man called Jesus
when he says something's going to happen, what's going to take place? It's going to happen. And he said that we would rejoin with him in the gates of heaven. And I believe it. I trust it. I have hope in it. I have a future based on it. Are you ready? Are you ready? Is your bags packed? Is your weight distributed to where you can fly right? Is your heart set on the trip? Do you know that Jesus is real? Do you know that His Word is truth? Do you know that He is the way? Then what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? For Him to call us home, right? Oh, but Jr. I see so much stuff going on. The world's so upside down. The world's changing. I can't deal with this no more. Don't be afraid, because I am here. I am going to meet you in Galilee. I'm going to meet you at them gates of heaven. You will see me there. You know that I know that you know that I know. And I'm coming to see you. Are you ready? Are you ready for Easter? How many days of the year should Easter be? Every day. Oh, it ain't about that Easter bunny, is it? It ain't about them eggs laying in the grass out there either, is it? It ain't about them golden golden eggs with the money under them, is it? It's about the Lord Jesus Christ that died on the cross, was hidden from us for three days, in a tomb, sealed with a rock, covered by a seal, and it, the earth shook, and he rolled that stone away. And guess what? When they rolled the stone away, he didn't wait for the stone to be rolled away. He was gone before it even rolled. He was gone before it even came. He resurrected through the rock into the field. Ooh, y'all don't get that part, do you? Oh, y'all didn't catch that part when I read it a while ago, did you? He didn't wait for the stone to roll away. He didn't wait for the evidence to be there. He was already there waiting on us. Hallelujah. Father God, give me strength. First off, give me eyes. <coughs> As the women were on their way into the city, some of the men who had seen guarding the tomb went to the leaders of the priests and told them what had happened. A meeting of all the religious leaders was called. And they decided to bribe the soldiers. They told the soldiers, you must say, Jesus' disciples came during the night while you were sleeping. And they stole his body. If the governor hears about it, we will send, stand for you and everything will be all right. <laughs> How are you going to deny this? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something this morning. Let me tell you something this morning. You ready to hear this? There's a lot of people out there right now trying to bribe us. They're trying to tell us that this story ain't true, that Jesus never was resurrected. He was stolen and hidden. They took his body and hid it because they don't want us to know that the truth of the matter is Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. And if they can discredit those guards and discredit the whole thing, then there's doubt, isn't there? 
I don't have any doubt. I have a witness. I have a witness that told me about Jesus. That witness, his name was Leon. And he come and told me the story of Jesus. He came in that room with me and he held my hair back and he watched me go through the draws. He watched me go through the pain. He watched me go through the hurt. And he told me about Jesus and he kept telling me about Jesus and he kept telling me about Jesus. And then he did something else that was remarkable. Every time he'd tell me something about Jesus, he'd pray. And he'd tell me some more, and he'd pray some more. He'd tell me some more, and he'd pray some more. And he wasn't praying that Jesus would manifest himself in the toilet. He said, let Jesus manifest in his heart. Come to his heart. Come into his life. I'm praying today that Jesus comes to your heart. That if you're lost and you don't know who Christ is, that Jesus will come to your heart this morning. That Jesus will come to your heart this morning. That you will receive what he has done, not only on the cross. Let's go back further. What about that birth? His birth was miraculous. His life was treacherous. His death was brutal. But his resurrection was the most beautiful thing that ever happened. And he did it for who? All of you. All of us. Every last one of us. Can I tell you something this morning? He's waiting on you this morning. He's already done his part. He died. And he was resurrected. And he ascended into heaven to prepare a place for us. And he said, I'll go and prepare you a place where you can go with me. Can go with me. Is there a reason that you can't go? Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is a reason you can't go. Deny Him. Deny the Father. And don't accept Christ. And I promise you this. This is a promise from Jr. If you don't do that, you're going to go to hell. If you don't accept Christ as Lord and Savior, you're going to hell. I used to spend a lot of my time as a youth telling people to go there. I could actually show you how to get there. But now, I'm telling you, you don't have to go. You don't have to die and go to hell. Because my Jesus died for you. He paid the price for us. And all he says we have to do is accept him as Lord and Savior. Now, does that mean i got to think about it in my head and just say the words just because I want to? It says i got to believe it in my heart. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. So today I'm going to ask people to do something all across this land. No, let me rephrase that. All across this world. I'm going to ask people all across this world to do something today. If you don't know who Jesus is, you've never accepted him as Lord and Savior. No matter what time of the day, what day of the week actually, you see this message or hear this message, stop and respond. You see, knowing about it ain't enough. The demon in the cemetery knew who Jesus was. Let me tell you another person that knows who Jesus is. Satan himself knows who Jesus is. Knowing who he is is not enough. You've got to have a relationship with him. And how do we get a relationship with Christ? 
asking you to come into our lives and change us. Can anybody in this room do that? Can anybody in this room do that? Everybody should have already done it. You should have already done it. But if you haven't, today's the day that you can do that. And ask Jesus into your life right now. You know what's really cool? He don't take off holidays. He's still working today. And if you invite him to come into your life, he will clean you up. He will clean you up and he will straighten you out and he will make you go the right way. Oh, Gerald, I don't know about all that. What if you're wrong? What if all that's just a bunch of stories that people have told? My question to you is this. What if I'm right? What if I'm right and we all ex don't, we all accept Christ and we all go to heaven? What have we lost? We've lost a lot of hurt. We've lost a lot of pain. We've lost a lot of suffering. But if I'm right and you're wrong, what have you lost? Everything. You'll die and go to hell just because you were too stubborn to accept Christ. See, Christ has already paid the price. The Holy Spirit's job is to lead you to Christ. Your job is to listen to that calling. And I know there's people hearing this thing today. They got that little small voice going on inside their head. You need Jesus. You need to do this. And they're sitting there going, not me. I ain't doing this today. This is Easter Sunday. I don't want to get all involved in that. I don't want to get all tied up in all that stuff that goes on with Christian people. I won't be able to party and have a good time and celebrate and go out and drink me a couple of beers and have me a great time. Let me tell you something, folks. When I woke up sober and straight and I go to these parties and I go to these places that I go, and the next day I leave, like this morning, I came home at 1.35 in the morning, got to bed around 2. The races were great. My brother tore his car all to pieces. We got to rebuild it, so that's another story. But you know what? I had a great time. You know what's even better? I can remember it. <laughs> and I got home safe. I know, we got communion to do yet. So you diggings, come on up here. We got some more business we got to take care of this morning because not only is it Easter Sunday, it's also First Sunday. You guys come on up and get the trays. They're going to pass around communion. And believe it or not, this season is all a part of the Passover time. There was a, there's a part of the Passover that needs to be done, and that's partaking of the Passover meal that Jesus did. He called his disciples together, and he said, come Go to the upper room and prepare the meal. And why did Christ want to do that? He wanted to have that last communion or the last Passover meal with his disciples before he died. But it's kind of redundant that we call that his last Passover, wasn't it? Because he knew it wasn't going to be his last one. He knew it was going to be his last one here on earth. And he had a purpose for the Passover. You know what the purpose of us doing communion is? To celebrate the fact that not only did he give his life for us,
but he also suffered for us. He went through the beating that we deserved. He paid the price for our sicknesses with his hurts. Hi, y'all. Anyway, he paid a price for us, didn't he? The cross was bad enough. But could you imagine your hands tied to a post? And this big, burly Roman soldier with this big strip of leather, metal hooks in it, and glass, and tar, rocks. And I'm going to take that big strap and I'm going to swing it just as hard as I can into your back. And when it makes contact with your flesh, that those hooks and that metal penetrate into your skin. And then I'm going to do something really cold. I'm going to yank it out. I'm going to yank off pieces of your flesh. See, God paid that price for us. Jesus did that for us. Can you imagine if you had to go through that yourself? That's your punishment. That is your punishment that he took. And I'm going to tell you something else that a lot of y'all may not know. Those three nails that held him to the cross, y'all remember that story that the three nails held him there? Can I tell you something? Those nails couldn't have held him for five seconds if he wanted off that cross. That thief beside him and said, come off the cross and save us. Christ could have done that just like that. He could have stepped right off that cross. But he didn't. He stayed there for us. Isn't that cool? Very cool. Now, in the upper room, they'd ate the meal. And I don't know exactly what all the meal is about. I imagine Diane probably knows most of the ingredients to that meal. But I do know this about the meal. It had very little taste. And it was bitter. And it ain't something I'd want for Thanksgiving dinner or Easter Sunday dinner. I don't think that's the kind of food I'd want to eat right now. Matter of fact, I'm thinking real, real hard about that spiral ham and baked potatoes. And, but it wasn't that kind of meal, was it? It was a meal of suffering. And then they finished that meal, and it's their customary thing during the Passover. He took the bread. He held the bread in his hand, and he said, Dear Heavenly Father God, this represents my body. I'm going to give for them. This is the body that's going to be broken so that they may be healed. And he told his disciples, take and eat of my body. And when they'd finished eating the bread, he took the cup. And that cup was red wine. He took the cup and he said, Father, this cup represents the blood that I'm going to shed to wash away their sins. Do you understand that? The blood is what washes away your sins. It also seals a covenant between him and God and us. And Jimmy taught a class, I think, about how they divided up the animals and they separated them. And the blood was in between all the cuttings and all the stuff. 
and the, the people in the covenant had to walk through it. Do you, do you understand that you have to pass through the blood of Jesus to be saved? Seals the covenant, doesn't it? He said, take. First he prayed over it. He said, Father, this is the blood that I give that they may be saved. He told his disciples, take a drink. And when they finished drinking, he said, he said to them, now, do this in remembrance of me. And then he said something that's very, very important. He said, do this often. Do this often. When is often? Every day, every other day, every week, every hour even. But y'all are laughing, but Shelby's right. We need to consider what he did for us every hour of the day. Every time we breathe, we need to be thinking and for what he did. Now I come part of the service that everybody dreads. That's when I tell you to close your eyes and bow your heads. And I want you to reflect this morning, what does Easter mean to you? Is Easter just another day with the fuzzy rabbit and the Easter eggs? Or is this the day that Christ was resurrected for you? Is it important to you to understand what Easter is all about? Are you ready to give your life to Christ this morning? Are you ready to recommit yourself to the living God? There's some folks that's never done it. They've never asked Christ in their life. And there's others that have asked him in, but for whatever reason, they, they've walked away or turned away or didn't get what they needed. And I'm going to tell you something today. Christ is still in the repairing business. You may be washed in the blood and you may be walking with Christ periodically. I won't say once a year on Easter, but y'all know what I'm implying. Christ doesn't want you part-time. He wants you all the time. It's a full-time job. It's not a part-time position. So if you don't know who Jesus is this morning, you haven't accepted him, I want you to do that right now. I want you to raise your hand and say, JR, I need Jesus. I need to accept Christ as my Savior. Anybody in this room, anywhere, anybody in the sound of my voice, if you're out there, call that phone number on there. There's two phone numbers on there. One of them belongs to Charlie Mullen. One of them belongs to me. Call one of them numbers and say, Pastor, I received Christ today, and I need you to pray for me. I guarantee you we'll do it. But then let's get to let's get down to the where the tire hits the road. You accepted Christ. Maybe a long time ago, maybe a short time ago. But when you accepted him, you were on fire for him. You were going around telling everybody about getting saved. You were knocking on doors. You were telling people at the gas station, in the grocery store, wherever you were, you were sharing your experience with Christ. But over a period of time, the fire's run down. The excitement's gone away. And now you find it hard to even talk about Jesus. Today on this Resurrection Sunday, I want you to refire that fire. 
once you recommit to Christ the way you were when you first got saved. When you were willing to stand up and tell everybody about Jesus. Even the ones that were running down the street, you chased them down and yanked them back and said, hey, wait a minute, I've got to tell you something. It should be that important to you to share Christ. That's you, and you need that refired. Just raise your hand and say, Lord, that's me. I need to be fired up again. I need to be brought to a place where I know Christ is still alive. That's you. Put your hand up in here. Come on. Put your hand up high where I can see you. There you go. That's it. Don't be ashamed. Because I guarantee you, you're not the only ones that's ever felt that way. So this morning, we're going to go to the Lord. We're going to pray. Y'all ready? Dear Heavenly Father, you see the hands that are up. These are my brothers and my sisters. And they need our help. They need to be recharged and reinvented. I ask you to give us the strength to teach and to show them the way to do it. And give them the encouragement that they need. These things I ask in your son's name. Amen. That was you this morning. You need re-energized? You need to find out what you need to do? I'm going to help you right now. You ready? Sunday night, 7 o'clock. There will be another church service at this building. Tuesday night, for the men that raised your hands, there's a men's meeting on Tuesday night at 7.30. Wednesday night, there's a Bible study that's open to everybody in the church, everybody in the community, anybody can come. And we encourage you to do so. And Thursday night, Diane does a Zoom cast. I, Diane, do you still come to the church or is it, you're still here? Okay. Okay. They come in here and they go out on Zoom. So if you're too, never mind. If, you're, if you don't want to get out on Thursday night and you want to sit on your couch and watch Zoom, go ahead. At least get the word. But there's nothing wrong let me tell you this. There's nothing wrong with getting up and coming up here. Let me tell you something. There's nothing wrong with getting up and coming up here. And I will tell you this. When you walk through those doors, if it's Sunday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and I forgot to tell you all about Friday night. There's also another study on Friday night. And then Saturday, we kind of take off the day for Saturday, except for the women twice a month. And the movie night, which is this Saturday, or if I'm not, what are y'all showing? You haven't decided yet? Have you seen that new thing on the, the Chosen that they're starting a new series? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, but some of us don't have that ability. Y'all have been challenged by the mandate. The challenge has been. All right, there's four of you right there. So it's easy to do, guys. Get in your car and drive up here. If you don't have a car and you can't drive yourself, find some, find a buddy. Find a buddy. 
And then there's another really neat thing out there, and I haven't used it yet because they won't let me do it. It's called Uber. And while you're bringing the, when the Uber driver's bringing you here, invite him in where he can watch it too. That way he don't have to come back and pick you up. <laughs> oh, Lord, Are y'all encouraged today? Are you blessed? Have you been blessed? Bless? Here in a minute, I'm going to call on you, so get ready. Not yet. Hang on. Okay, I know. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Let me dismiss them, then you give them your speech, okay? Dear Heavenly Father God, I thank you for this time we have together. I thank you for the time we have to praise your name and to worship you. Father, we ask that if there's anybody in the sound of our voices that receive you today to let us know. Let us get in contact with you. If you did receive Christ today, find you a church somewhere. If you're here local, we're at 303 South Highway 78, Suite 103. Is that right? Something like that. The name's on the door, and if you can't find Wiley, Texas, Google it. But we want to see everybody here. Okay? Thank you for joining us today. If you have prayer requests or need to contact us, please email us at bikerchurchwileytexas at gmail.com or call 214-283-0620. Please send all written correspondence to 303 Highway 78, Suite 103, Wiley, Texas 75098. And if you wish to make a donation, please make all checks payable to PSMM. God bless you and have a great day.